Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Gold. My name is Frank Honus. Happy Friday to you guys. I'm really excited to uh, be sharing some bonus content with you today uh, on the podcast. Um, It's not an actual, I guess you could call quote unquote, one of our weekly episodes, but I wanted to sort of insert this in the middle of the week um, because it's just really good, really good content. One of our most popular, uh, most visited uh, videos, most listened to podcasts was episode 100, How Sex Addiction Can Destroy Your Marriage. Uh, literally almost, I mean, which is a huge number for us, <laughs> close to 7,000, uh, you know, watches and listens and lo- just lots of people finding this video and hopefully finding it helpful. And it was an interview I did with my wife, Tracy, in 2014, where we shared our story. We shared our, um, our 2015 or so, we uh, shared our story of, you know, from addiction to uh, recovery and, um, you know, it was just a, a great conversation. It's one I've brought back every once in a while, and I wanted to put it out there again today and uh, share it with you. And I hope it's a blessing for you or for someone you know, for a marriage that you know about. So um, please enjoy this and let it benefit your heart and your mind and uh, your relationship with your spouse. Uh, this is from episode 100, uh, way back, uh, quite a few years ago, 2015, I think, 2014, How Sex Addiction Can Destroy Your Marriage. Right, so we know that um, every marriage has its peaks and every marriage has its valleys, and our marriage uh, certainly has had its share of peaks and valleys. Um, I think, especially here approaching five years, I think we've had more more peaks than we have valleys, but uh, I know one of the greatest valleys that our marriage walked through was uh, my addiction to, to pornography, my sexual addiction, and uh, pretty much, um, you know, pinnacled and climax throughout most of the first year of our marriage, um, at least when I started to walk into my recovery, um, there was still a lot of you know rough spots there and there was a, still, still a good bit of lying and minimizing and justifying my addiction and, um, and that was the, the majority of our first year of marriage. And um, so Tracy, w- when I first shared uh, with you about my sexual addiction, um, I, I think it was around 2008, 2009. I'm not, I can't remember if we were still dating. Um, I think I remember sharing with you, we were on a beach at one time, and I remember sharing with you some things that I had struggled with, and I was, kind of, I was pretty uh, vague about a lot of stuff. I wasn't very, very transparent. Um, what were some of the immediate thoughts and feelings that surfaced kind of within your heart and your mind? Um, what, were, what, were you, what were you thinking and feeling about all this? Um, I think you're right. I do remember we were on the beach one time when we were dating and you shared with us. Um, however, when you shared it, I remember you sharing it almost as if it was something in the past, not something that was currently going on. And at the time, um, me knowing nothing about sexual addiction or any anything along those guidelines, um, I kind of thought it was something that you had walked through and you were sharing it with me as a, as a piece of your past, not as a part of what was currently going on in your life your life sorry um but as as time went on when we were dating and even the beginning of our engagement um i would notice certain times when your your mood or personality would change um and as i began to talk to you a little bit more and you began to open up a little bit uh 
kind of discovered that that would often happen when you you would have a slip up or um, when you would be viewing pornography or something had just gone on. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So it was little things like that that kind of hinted to me like, hey, there's something going on here. Yeah. Did you panic at all when I first shared with you? I mean, was there a sense of... Not... Whoa, now when I you can't first shared it with me, because again, I thought it was something from your past, but as I as I started noticing more and more of this going on and it, it being like a, a habit almost, um, yeah, I started getting panicked, especially because we were, we were beginning to walk into a period of engagement to be married and I was thinking, you know, it scared me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward a little bit, we uh, get engaged and or we go through dating this dating time in our lives we get engaged we get married um what was the hardest part of being married to a man who wrestled with an addiction to pornography uh addiction to masturbation lust fantasy a sexual addiction what was if you could narrow it down to one thing or a couple things what, what were the most difficult most challenging places for you um the obvious ones would be how it made me feel as a woman. Um, I know we're going to get into that a little bit later on too, but um, I think something that people don't often realize comes along with this is a lot of lying and minimizing and um, shading of the truth. And I think that was the hardest because it was almost like I didn't know what was real and what wasn't real. Um, I didn't know when you were being honest with me and basically just that lack of transparency. Yeah. Uh, was there, were there ever moments where you thought, you know, I just can't handle this anymore. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Uh, did you ever feel like those moments came up in your mind? Could you describe those moments a little bit for me? Yeah. I remember the first one was actually when we were still engaged. Um, I believe it was getting close to the time of our wedding, maybe a couple of months before. Cause I think we had even sent out invitations cause my mind was racing like, how are we going to undo all this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember taking my engagement ring off and giving it back to you because it was almost like you talked about being serious about recovery, but it was obvious that you hadn't reached that real point of brokenness yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember giving my engagement ring back to you and telling you, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I can't imagine going through a life like this when um, I don't know if you're being honest with me, um, how it makes me, feel as a woman belittled and um just the insecurities that it brought about things that i i hadn't really felt before that was a pretty scary moment for me i think that was actually the the moment of of brokenness that i had always been wanting and and i think that was the place where my addiction not only had you know warped my mind and messed my life up but now i could see the way it was it was damaging somebody else's life my own soon to be um actually unsure at that moment but soon to be wife um so here's the big question i guess i have um what effects did my uh porn addiction my sexual addiction have upon you as my wife and maybe just to preface that a little bit um I want to remind guys out there, you know, people out there listening, that your addiction not only affects you, but as you move into a relationship with other people, even just your family and your friends, not even your 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 husband or wife, uh, your addiction spills over and hurts other people. So, just as that as a preface to that, Tracy, what what kind of effects do you feel like, um, you know, my my addiction had upon your life, especially in the first year? 
Um, as a female, I mean, in general, females sometimes struggle with having um, insecurity and different things. Not always, but at times, just as a woman uh, walking through different things can cause that. But this definitely calls that to peak, um, knowing the type of things that you were viewing and the thought of the thought of getting married and walking into all that. And then even once we were married, um, the thought of just my husband comparing me to things, um, which I know and understand from even in that season, um, we were graciously, a, a friend came along who is a counselor and walked us through a lot of different things. And even individually, me as a spouse calls me to um, understand a lot about sexual addiction that I had no idea. And it, it brought a lot of light. It shed a lot of light in also me searching out for myself, trying to gain and understand knowledge on this. And as I pray, prayed for you and um, journeyed with you through this, but um, it definitely brought brought insecurities about inside me that I didn't even know were there. And that honestly, at the time I thought shouldn't even have to be here. I shouldn't even have to walk through this. I didn't ask for this or I didn't mm -hmm. want this. Those kinds of thoughts ran through my mind a lot. Like I don't deserve this. Yeah. Um, the, the distrust that was built there, um, that's a huge thing in any kind of marriage or any kind of relationship mm. and feeling like you don't have that with the person who's supposed to be closest to you, the person who you're sharing intimacy with, that brought about a lot of challenges too. Um, I know I struggled with comparing myself, which is something that um, I know women struggle with whether their husbands are have ever walked in an addiction or not, but um, it definitely... It definitely caused that to arise in me, and I didn't like that at all because I, I had learned to appreciate who I was and, and love who God had created me to be, but it caused those insecurities to creep in as well. Uh, maybe as a, uh, as kind of a, this is off script a little bit, but when did the turning point come for you of there's something wrong with me and Frank looks at porn and masturbates and does all this stuff because he's displeased or he doesn't like the way I look or he's not in love with me or he's not attracted. So when was the turning point from that to, you know, Frank is, there's a lot of things in his life. There's a lot of holes in his heart and his soul. A lot of things he's trying to fill. There's uh, insecurities. There's, um, you know, th even things from his childhood that he is reeling from and healing from. Uh, and really acknowledging for the first time um, a lot of gaps and holes. When did that turning place take place for you? Um, a lot of it happened. You went away on this weekend. This was after we were already married, maybe within the first three to six months of our marriage. Um, it was a weekend that the Underground put on. Mm -hmm. And just to throw a little plug out there, there's a ministry called Underground Ministry, and they do um, they do these intensive four-day weekends mm -hmm. where... Um, spouses, they do one for men, but they also do one for spouses as well um, to cover the area of sexual addiction. And I believe they have, gosh, I think it's like six months worth of counseling packed mm -hmm. within these couple days. Um, and I remember you went to this this retreat or this weekend or whatever it was, and um, and I was home by myself that that weekend, and I had made up my mind that while you were away, I was gonna I was gonna study on this subject as well. I was gonna seek God and just spend that time and. Um, God did a lot within me in those couple days, just as he was meeting with you <laughs> apart from me as you were journeying through a lot of these things. Um, there were many moments that I, I felt him come into that room and meet with me as well. And when you came back from that weekend, it was obvious that um, the brokenness that had, had begun had just continued. And I saw a humility in you that I, I hadn't seen in I don't think I'd ever seen <laughs> that depth of humility and just um, your desire to be open and transparent. 
And um, I remember that night you sitting before me and sharing with me so much of what had gone on in your life, things that had happened back when you were a child up into this moment, and just many of the things that had played into this addiction. And um, to see that humility and brokenness in you really, it it touched my heart and it broke me at the same time. Um, And I could tell from that moment on there was a a huge turn of events. Um, It became not just something that I don't know how to describe it. It was it was like a turnaround. It was a turnaround point. I think from that moment on, there there was there was no wishy washy or um, minimizing things. Your transparency changed a lot then, and I think that's when honestness and trust began to really build. Yeah. Um, the trust thing was something that was. I mean, when you lose trust in a relationship you have like that, it takes a lot of time to build back. And I think that's something we've built over over the years. It's definitely not something that happens overnight. And I think that was a moment when it began to, the building blocks began to start back up. Um, during that same weekend when you were away, one of the things that the Lord really spoke to me, and at first it kind of angered me to hear it, but um, I remember God said to me as I was praying the one night, you chose this. And I was thinking, what in the world? I did. I did not choose to marry a man with this kind of addiction. Right. I did not I choose that. to ma- feel this way, you know. Yeah. And um, and the Lord just reminded me that Tracy, so many years ago, you placed your life in my hands, and you said, "I want to be used by you, God, whatever that may look like." Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, in terms of ministry and stuff, I I viewed it as something very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but the Lord has definitely used this in an area of ministry in my life personally. I know in your life personally. And we've been able to use it to touch other individuals' lives as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, and guys, just as a, you know, men, just as a cautionary thing, you know, uh, that that honesty and transparency was started within me in that weekend and continued um, mm-hmm. and continues to today. I mean, there are things that I yeah. share with my wife, I'll, even something I shared with her yesterday, the day before, that, you know, something from my childhood that... Did I feel guilty about? No. Did I feel afraid to share with her? Eh, not necessarily. Was it a little awkward to go there? Was it a little weird to go there and, and relive that moment? Yeah, but it's just the fact of my wife knowing me that much deeper that I care about. Tracy didn't really have a whole lot to share with me and, and like a fix or prescription or something. She just said, yeah, I bet you that was a bad memory or I bet you that kind of felt weird. And I said, yeah, but it was just the, it was just the, the communication of telling her. And it was just letting her in my world. Did Were there slips that happened after I came back from that weekend? Probably. There were probably things that happened in, in, uh, you know, in the ensuing months. And, uh, but but as, I think as the, as the brokenness and transparency continued, that, that led the, the healing. And that almost helped me for there not to be many slips and falls or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something else that just came to my mind is that... Um, when you got back from that weekend, um, it was like all the stops were pulled out. You were willing to do whatever it took, even the things that made you really uncomfortable. Um, I think we had set up web filtering on our computers and mm-hmm. stuff, but we also had decided to, since we had smartphones, to do it on our phones as well and different mm-hmm. devices. And I, I know for someone like my husband, he's very techie, mm-hmm. you know, and um, even to this day, we keep those things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had probably close to four or five years of sobriety now but even even then we still keep these things in place just as a just as a precaution and as a wife it gives me peace of mind i kind of say that to the husbands out there um i know that it may go ahead and cause you not to be able to 
work with or download certain apps or be able to do different things, you know, and, and there's lots of different ways, you know, to, I'm sure there's a million apps out there that do similar things, but um, my husband was willing to go ahead and do things that were even uncomfortable for mm-hmm. him and that caused him to have kind of limits or boundaries. And um, because he was willing to do that, it showed me that, hey, he's really serious about that. And even today, he's willing to keep those things in place um, after he's had years of sobriety. And, and I don't know... I'm sure some of it's for his own, his own um, health, but mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of it too is for my own peace of mind because he knows mm-hmm. that my my wife can rest assured that um, there is protection here, just in case anything were to pop up or try to distract yeah. me or loom me away. Or yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, so, uh, kind of turning turning the dial a little bit here from our story uh, to you know. Your your advice and your uh, thoughts. Uh, what would you? What kind of advice would you give to the wives out there, the women out there? Uh, you know, wives whose husbands' sexual addiction is is destroying their marriage. What are some quick things you might share with wives who just are hurting? They're struggling. They, quite honestly, they want out of this marriage. What, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say don't don't ignore this. Um, I know sometimes wives think that I just don't want to deal with it or I don't want to think about it. Like he just needs to go and take care of it. But um, if we're if you're married, then you've become one. And if he's journeying through something, just as if you were, um, you are doing it together. And so, as easy as it would be to just kind of write it off and tell him, take care of your problem. It's it's not that easy. Mm. It's something you have to be open to uh, dealing with as well. Uh, just as I was talking about earlier, how the biggest thing that has made the hugest difference in our marriage is the honesty and transparency and the openness that has caused that trust to build. At the beginning, it's very hard for us as wives to hear all that as our husbands are um, really diving into this process. Mm-hmm. And so those are probably the hardest months <laughs> at the at probably that first year is the toughest year, just as so many things are changing. And as he's hopefully, as he should be, being transparent and open and honest with you. Um, Just being willing to allow yourself to feel that, um, to feel the hurt, to feel, you know, the different the different emotions that come with that and to, and to work through them, not to just ignore them or push them under the rug because it'll keep coming back up if you don't. Um, and just to remember that if you are married, you've, you've committed your life to this person and mm. um, just making that choice to journey with them and believing in them and continue daily praying for them and that yeah. they can make it through this. Now, I asked Tracy not only to speak to wives, but I also uh, asked her to think about and speak to uh, husbands and men out there, too. So, um, you know, likewise, what kind of words would you, you know, share with the with men who are struggling uh, with this kind of stuff? And again, it's destroying their marriage, it's destroying their lives, their, their wives. Um, fire away. <laughs> <laughs> we need it we need it Tracy we need it and you know we need it (laughs) um be truthful I think sometimes guys get this they think well if I don't tell her it's protecting her or it's it's keeping her safe if I keep it hidden um but one way or another the truth always comes out Mm -hmm. and um it's better if it comes out from you and it doesn't come out from your wife seeing it some way or finding out you know in a different form um I think that's the biggest thing. I think having a compassion, because I know you might think, well, it's hard on me. I'm the one who's having to break this. I'm the one to have, you know, but it's also hard on your wife. Um, I know you've 
people have probably heard it said that anytime someone receives a, a bad comment, it takes uh, how many do they say? How many comment, positive like comments to make up for that one? Or something, yeah. yeah. So you can imagine as a wife and as a woman feeling this kind of blow from your husband. And mm-hmm. I think just um, in the season of all this going on, following it up with as much love and compassion and words of affirmation as you possibly can. Um, I remember asking my husband different times, like, how do you, how do you see me? How do you view me? And him just being, you know, sometimes he'd be vague. Well, I think you're beautiful. Well, no, I need you to be really specific. Um, and I think it's because sometimes when we do go through something like this and it's really hard, it takes a lot more of that positive affirmation and, you know, the truth, hearing the truth from our husbands. Um, yeah. So not being afraid to lavish that on your wives, especially as they're journeying through something like this. Yeah. And guys, too, I think part of it, as I was thinking, is what you were sharing there, Tracy, is that, you know, when a man or a woman is trapped in a sexual addiction all their lives, you're not really able to appreciate the other person's beauty. You're not really able to to understand and see that other person's beauty. Um, And, you know, not just physically, but emotionally. I mean, certainly physically, but emotionally, spiritually, in all those Mm -hmm. ways, because what have you been viewing all your life? You know, you've you know, we, we look at, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we pull up these, Real these wet, exactly. We <laughs> pull up these, these false fake scenarios, false love, uh, not even love at all of, you know, two people going at it. Um, and so that is our concept of, of love and beauty, which is so perverted and wrong. So when we get married, it's almost impossible in some ways for us to look at the other person. And like you, you'd asked me many times, you know, describe, you know, tell me how you think I'm beautiful. Don't just tell me you think I'm beautiful, you know. But I think for me, the more healing I found and the more ground I covered, I was able to appreciate your, your beauty. I was able to enjoy your beauty. You were able to understand that I enjoyed your beauty and appreciated it. You know, um, not just in our intimacy, but in our daily life together, in our days, day in and day out mm-hmm. time. So, I think that's a huge thing um, that when you find that healing and and you walk in recovery, you're able to to really appreciate and to enjoy, and to make the other person feel comfortable too. Um, so, last last question, um, and just I had tacked this on at the end because uh, I. You know, as a husband, I need to hear this, and I know that we need to talk about this. But um, it's important that that uh, your your wife feels this. But um, so in the five years coming up here in August fifth, um, August seventeenth, August fifteenth, August somewhere it was around the time we got married. I'm not, she's she's oh, shooting me the eyes terrible. here. August 15th. I'm thinking about... I know why. He got I'm thinking saved about, on the 17th. I'm thinking about my marriage on August 15th, <laughs> and I'm thinking about my salvation on August 17th. Yeah. But it really was around when we got married on August 15th that I started this recovery process. Right. So that's that's the date I was thinking about. <laughs> so she's about to punch me in the face. Um, do, you re- do you believe in the five years that we've been married that the Lord has brought healing to our marriage? And if so, how? Um, I do. I uh, do. Sometimes I stand back and um, at times it almost brings me to tears just to think about how God is able to restore something Mm -hmm. in a way that we couldn't even imagine. Um, I was sharing with a woman not long ago as we were talking, it was something um, she was sharing with me how she was feeling in regards to her spouse struggling. and, And I told her, I said that I... The depth of love and, and intimacy and transparency and joy that I have in my marriage now, 
I never imagined was possible even before, even when I dreamed about marriage, before I knew my husband had a sexual addiction, before we walked through the process of healing all that, even before all that, just as I dreamed about marriage and, and, and love and my future spouse, what we have today is is deeper and more true than I, I could have ever imagined. And I know it took walking through some hard things, but perhaps walking through a lot of that um, calls the closeness that we have today and just... Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it, and I thank God every day for it. I know that um, I know that during um, as you were coming out of your, you know, you began to walk in a season of sobriety and and have some years under your belt, and you began things like the podcast and reaching out to other men. Um, I remember at the beginning of that season, maybe three or four years ago, feeling feeling kind of awkward because um, this stuff was going out. Um, he was sharing it with different people and feeling a little awkward, knowing that okay, my husband's struck you know, sharing with people that he struggled with a sexual addiction and just the thoughts that would probably go through people's minds and um, just me personally struggling with that. And it's probably pride within me that was struggling with that. Um, But the Lord just began over time to really work on me with that. And like today, as I sit back and I see how many lives, um, gosh, not just, not just locally, but, you know, throughout the US and even different different places in the world just different lives that you've been able to touch because you've been honest about your story and because you've reached out and um, even the different couples that we've been able to mm-hmm. talk and help walk through and stuff that brings immense joy to my heart and that to me that's where I'm sure many years ago when this addiction first started you when you were first exposed to something you know, the enemy probably thought, wow, I'm just going to wrap his life up into a downward spiral and <laughs> just watch it burn, crash and burn. But um, just to see how when you you reach that moment of brokenness and you begin to seek God's healing for your life, um, just to see how he has taken it and he has transformed it and he's used it for his glory to touch other people's lives too. Yeah. That's that's true healing. That's true restoration. That's true freedom. That's true joy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that makes it all worth it. Yeah. Well, thank you, honey, for being no on this problem. on this uh, on this podcast episode 100. Next week, stay tuned. It's going to be the Pure Life Podcast for Women, hosted by Tracy Honus. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. I've been asking her for over a year to be on this interview. We've been planning it for a while. I've been preparing her. So um, you know, I really appreciate it. And um, uh, next time I have you on, we can uh, we can set up the video camera and we can set up the all the microphones <laughs> and the lights and everything like that. Um, I appreciate it so much. And and guys, just take take these words to heart uh, that my wife shares. Our story is just one story. Every story is different. Every marriage is different. Um, but I do believe that what the the li- the lives that we've tried to live in the last five years, my recovery. Uh, the effort that I've tried to put into this, which I feel like has been significant, um, can also be your story too. And, and you can find that, that same kind of healing that I have found and continue to find. And our marriage continues to find. You know, every marriage is growing. We certainly have, um, you know, valleys that we still walk through, weaknesses, things that we are still growing in. I still have a lot of areas as a husband that I, that I need to grow in and mature in. Um, and so I just, you know, want to put this, but this is one aspect, one part of our story. It's a huge part of our story that we get to share with uh, other couples. So thanks again, hon. Appreciate it and love you. Appreciate you sharing your, your thoughts about, uh, this, this recovery that you've walked through as well. And I know it was a little nerve wracking for you, but, uh, thanks so much guys for listening this week to, uh, this interview.